1: Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God.
0: And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Ramon Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, we just thank you for listening in to this broadcast of Faith on Fire. And we just pray that your faith will be ignited as uh, the Word of God goes forth. But uh, we've been talking, speaking on the subject this week of uh, what Jesus came preaching and what he came bringing. A lot of people... In churches don't really understand this. They they think he came just preaching salvation, which he did, but he came bringing the kingdom, but you got to get saved to get in it. So you got to have salvation. Salvation comes with being a citizen of the kingdom. Everybody, and I said before, God has no grandchildren. He only has children. (laughs) We're children of God. So again, we talked about yesterday about these keys to the kingdom that Jesus talked about in Matthew 16, 19. But I just want to go back a little. And we were just looking at this before the broadcast started at Mark chapter one, verse 14 and 15. It talks about Jesus's earthly ministry, the beginning of it. And and just look what he says here, Matthew chapter one, verse 14, we're going to go 14, 15. It says now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. And we know gospel means good news. So Jesus came talking about, speaking about some good news about this kingdom of God, which is the kingdom from heaven. And look what he says in verse 13. And saying, this is what Jesus was saying, the time is fulfilled, I meaning here it is right here. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And that word believe, That's where the faith part comes in right there. Because we talked about yesterday how he gave us these keys to the kingdom, this kingdom he was talking about. And I believe those keys are the commands of God. And that first master key we talked about yesterday is faith because we got so many scriptures. We got four scriptures in the Bible alone talks about the just shall live by faith. And then we got Hebrews 11, 6, without faith it's impossible, please God. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty two have faith in God. So I believe that's the master key that opens the first door. Because in order to get saved. Well, you saved, can't even
1: get started without faith.
0: There you go right there. You can't even get saved without faith in, in Jesus. So Jesus said no one comes to the Father but through the Son. And we know in Romans 10, 8, you know, with the heart one believes, the mouth of confession is made. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. So you gotta believe, and that's that first key and again, a lot of people don't really know how to use that key of faith and 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 again, I'd like to define faith. faith is having confidence in God, and again, God and his word are one, like wet and water
1: well, you know, we talk about believing, and to me, what faith merely means is you actually believe god uh-huh mm-hmm. God says something, and you believe it that's what faith is. You can have faith in all kinds of things I believe that my car is going to, to get me to where I want to go, so I'm going to go in, and I'm going to put the key in it, and I'm going to go. I believe this chair that I'm sitting in is going to hold me up, so I'm going to sit in it. I believed my dad when I was in the swimming pool, and he said, jump, I'll catch you. I believed him, so I jumped. And he didn't so, catch you. Oh, he did.
0: I'm <laughs> just playing around. Yeah, so, so
1: faith, <laughs> when we talk about believing in faith, faith is... I believe God. God said this. I believe it. And
0: and, and confidence. Like you said, you had confidence in your dad that he was going to catch you. You had confidence that if you sat in that chair, it was going to support your weight. So you acted on what you believe. And that's what faith in God means. Act on what you believe. If God said it in his word, okay, believe it. Now act on it. The Bible tells us in Abraham, you got any... Good Bible student, you have to understand the relationship God had with Abraham, because he's considered the father of faith. And the scriptures just said it real simply. Abraham believed God. And it
1: was credited to him as righteousness. There it is. He didn't have to do a bunch of stuff. He He, believed God. He just believed. Now, Mm -mm. because he believed God, he did a bunch of stuff.
0: Right. He acted. When God told him, get away from his mother, his father, his kindred, and go to this land, I'm going to show you, Abraham said, peace, I'm out.
1: Right, I mean, he because he believed God, he then acted on what God told him. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't declared righteous because of what he did. He was declared righteous by his faith. Right. But his faith caused him to
0: then act. And that's what God wants us to do. And Jesus said, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. And, and I like to define the word repent because traditionally, I know me growing up, the repent was a scary, scary word, and it, it gave this picture of somebody sobbing at the altar. Lord, Lord, please forgive me. Oh, I'm sorry. Blah blah blah. But I like to define words, and the prefix re—we all know that—that that means to go back. Pent, and always somebody taught me this. The penthouse is. Where's the penthouse usually located at? The top. <laughs> so he says, re, go back to the top. Change your thinking to way. Mankind was originally supposed to think like Adam in the garden until, you know, he uh, listened to the influence of the enemy, and that's what brought him down to thinking naturally. But that's what God wants us to think supernaturally because that's the way Adam was supposed to operate in the beginning because we're made after God's image. And well, God, God works supernaturally. We
1: we think along those the world's way of thinking. That's why the Bible says to no longer be conformed to this world. See, that's see. I always think of repent is to go back and
0: well, back to the so beginning. <laughs> go back
1: from from believing what the world believes, the world system, to now having our mind transformed to what God wants us to do.
0: And, and another example is go back to God conscious instead of sin conscious. That's what happened with Adam and the Eve in the garden when they. Disobeyed, they, they, they wasn't righteousness conscious anymore. They became sin conscious because the first thing they did was cover themselves. Well, up. they
1: realized they were they, they were naked. At, yeah,
0: they covered themselves up, and, and, and then God had to ask them, "Why you cover yourself up?" And they said, "We're naked." And He said, "Who told you you were naked? <laughs> right? You've been naked all this time." And, then <laughs> and now, now all of a sudden, it's a problem. See, that's what sin does; it condemns you. Yeah, and, and now they had a sin nature or. Or a, a condemnation nature, or guilt nature, instead of a righteousness nature. So Jesus, like, that's why the religious people always had a problem with Jesus, because they were still in bondage. And then he tried to claim they wasn't. They like, we're of Abraham, we're not in bondage. Well, that wasn't true, because they was under Roman occupation. They were still under bondage. So, yeah, sometimes that's what deception does. You think you're doing right when you're really doing wrong. So we have to. Get a revelation of this kingdom of God. And we had to get back to the text. These keys. Jesus said, and let's go back to that. It says that uh, Matthew 16, he said, first he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, the people. And then he says, I give you the keys to the kingdom. So whatever you allow on earth, I'll allow in heaven. Whatever you don't allow, we won't allow. And remember over in uh, Matthew 6 also, the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. And he, you know, we know this prayer. We call it the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. He said, Pray in line with his kingdom coming and his will being done on earth as in heaven. Jesus still was speaking about this kingdom. But back to the keys. And you say he gave us these keys. And again, I believe the keys are all the commands of God. And you gotta start with that faith that one, that faith key first, because I'm reminded something about that faith key. That faith key will unlock this right here in 1 Peter. Real quick, let's go to 1 Peter, where he says he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Right here, that's 2 Peter. Now, that's why you need to have faith, because this is what's going to happen when you're employing faith, because look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1 to those who obtain like precious faith with us. Oh, he talks about faith by the righteousness. Oh, then he talks about righteousness of our God and savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ, as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises that through these you might be partakers of divine nature. But anyway, how you, the only way you're going to access those exceeding great and precious promises that God's given you is by faith, just like Abraham. So you got to have that master key. If you don't have any key on your keychain, if you're not using any keys to the, king, to the kingdom of God, use that fake key, because that one's going to, it's like, again, that safety deposit box. I think I was describing this the other day. When somebody has a safety deposit box in a bank, you have a key and the banker has a key. Can't one person open that key up? That one key I call is the fake key, and any other key you use unlocks other things. Because Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. So first got to get into the mansion, (laughs) and then you can get into the mother doors inside the mansion. So you got to have that master key, which is faith. Remember, without faith it's impossible to please him, those who come to him must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder. So use the fake key to get in, but then now you got to add some more keys to your key ring, because it also tells us in Peter, add to your faith.
1: Well, see, what happens, I think, to a lot of people is they come to Christ in faith, they come to God in faith, Mm -hmm. and now they feel as if that's all they have to do as far as exercising their faith. We need to now go beyond that to where our faith causes us to do what God says. Our faith causes us to believe God when he tells us something. So that when, when the devil comes and he wants to, to put us in a place where we feel worried or we feel depression or we feel whatever it might be, mm-hmm. that we remember that Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. And we actually believe that. And then he says that all things are possible through God. And we actually believe that. So our faith gets a chance to be exercised every day. It's not as if, well, I came to faith, I went to the altar, I cried, and now I've been saved, or I was at somebody's house and I got saved, and so now I've exercised all the faith that I'll ever need to exercise. No, we get a chance to exercise our faith every day. There are things that will happen to us in our life that we have a choice. Am I going to exercise my faith in the sense I'm going to believe God, or am I going to believe my own thoughts? Am I going to believe God or am I going to believe the world's thoughts? Am I going to believe God or am I going to believe the devil's thinking? And so we get a chance to exercise our faith all of our life. And we need to exercise that faith. We need to say, you know, when the devil comes and says, you know what? Nobody cares about you. Nobody really cares about you. Hey,
0: but God does. We can
1: say yes. So the God world. will never leave me nor forsake me and I'm going to actually believe that. So you know what, devil, you can tell me whatever you want. I'm not going to believe it. Our own thoughts sometimes tell us those kind of well, things where nobody really cares and, about me. I nobody it wouldn't matter if I was here or not. Hey, and, also, and we need Richard, to believe God.
0: And you can do you can exercise this command. This is another key that the the scriptures give us to the kingdom. He said, any thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, cast it down. Right, that's you another, get rid of that yeah, thought. That's, that's another key that he's given you, a key for success. So but see, it, sometimes we don't <laughs> believe that we can do that. Well, almost. if you don't know what that word, if you're not familiar with that text of Scripture or that truth, that you can cast down every thought, you don't have to take every thought, That you don't have to accept every thought that comes through your mind. I heard throughout the day we have like 20,000 thoughts that, come through our mind every day, you don't have to receive every one of them.
1: Right. You don't have to believe them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't yeah, have to yeah. act on them. Yeah, you don't have to act on And I care. tell people all the time, you don't need to say everything that pops into your head either. <laughs> well, you don't. <know, laughs> you well, get thought- a lot of trouble.
0: <laughs> Again, thoughts are things, and the devil wants you to give speech to those things. Cause remember, we're on the word planet now. In the beginning was the word. We He wants you to release those words, especially negative ones, about you and your circumstance. But the Scripture says over in 2 Corinthians 4, we believe... Therefore, we speak, referring to we believe the word of God. Therefore, that's what we speak.
1: See, one of the biggest yeah. lies I think the devil ever convinced people was sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can
0: never hurt. Yeah, me. we all you know said that, it as a kid, but words will hurt words, you because death and life is in the power of the you, tongue.
1: I would say that you've probably been hurt by words more than you've been hurt by Man. any stick or stone. And you've hurt more people with your words right. than you ever did. With and, a stick and we or stone. know that
0: people won't even speak. They won't even speak no more because of what was said. She said, she said. Right. Yeah. And and it causes people, like you say, to, to
1: no longer have anything to do with each other. Right. I mean, I've words. seen family members where they, they don't even speak to each other mm-hmm. ever. You know, brothers and sisters and parents or whatever, they don't even speak to each other anymore because words were exchanged that were so hurtful.
0: Yeah, I know some Christians like that. But I understand the scripture tells us we're not supposed to be that. Remember, we're in the kingdom now. Again. But
1: see, we're talking though about how the importance of words and how words have power, and words mm-hmm. have meaning, and so we need to once again believe what God says about the power of words and mm-hmm. the power of
0: speaking. Mm-hmm. But I want—I wanted to just look on this while we're in First Peter. Look what he tells, and we're talking about the kingdom of God as well, because he tells, tells us he's given us some keys to the kingdom. But look at it as we move down to verse five in second in First Peter, I mean Second Peter, chapter one, verse five. He says, "But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith." Okay, here's that faith key. He said "Put these little side keys on there. Put some virtue." to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control. And actually the opposite of self-control is control (laughs) yourself, control yourself. Perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness. Oh, to brotherly kindness, love. Why? Because God is love and love covers a multitude of sins and love never fails. Now look at verse eight. For if these things are yours and abound, if they abound in you, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. But look at this, verse 10. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. If you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom. Of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, still talking about the kingdom. So He's telling you these are the more keys to the kingdom. Add this to yourself as you're developing. Remember, God wants to develop our faith. So He says, "Okay, you got faith in God. Okay, well add these to them too." He says, "Really, the, the doors to the kingdom will be wide open to you if you if you add these to it." And we know there's the fruit of the spirit too. So God, in this kingdom, we're kingdom citizens. We have we that's a higher standard of living. It's a, a superior government. And and it had its own rules and and regulations. And we, as children of God, we're supposed to be advancing that kingdom. We're supposed to be telling people, add this to your lifestyle. This is the lifestyle of kingdom citizens. This is who Jesus was.
1: Well, you know, I like what we're talking about here with keys and faith. And you know, my I read the NIV here, and it says, add to faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge. And knowledge is one of those. It's it's almost frightening how little knowledge Christians have.
0: My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Right. Hosea 4-6. Because the world is
1: just enticing us. The world's all around us, and the world says, watch this on TV, and the world says, watch that on TV, and the world says, watch this other thing and do this other thing, and pretty soon our whole life and our whole all of our time and all of our energy and all of our focus is on all these other things to the extent that we as Christians, and I'm just talking about the Christian world in general, has better things on their mind, so to speak, in their own mind anyway, than the word of God and knowledge of God. And we've got to get
0: back. And and I got a prime example of that. There's a sister in Christ. I, I give her a ride every now and then. And she's been saved probably, I'll say at least 20 years, longer than I have. But every time I see her, Like you say, she has no knowledge of God. She's been saved for 20 years with no knowledge. And every time she gets in my car or I see her, she's talking about everything else and everybody else and knows everybody else's business but God's. Don't know nothing what the word says, but she knows all all the reality shows, all the celebrities. She knows everything the Kardashians are doing. She knows everything (laughs) they're doing. And I'll be like, how do you know all this? And then I'm looking at her health all toe up. You don't know none of this. I'm like, but you spend all this time... Learning all of this stuff that can't even profit you, but you don't even know who you are as a child of God. That that's saddening. And that's why I preach the gospel. And we
1: are destroyed by a lack of knowledge. The Christian church, I think, is is so impotent in many ways because it just doesn't understand who it is and the power well, that we have been given by God. Because
0: Richard, they didn't do what he scripture told us what Paul wrote about the inspiration of the Holy Spirit about being, not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. They stayed conformed to the world. The world wants you to think all that stuff there, the Kardashians and all this stuff that that's is going the on, important that's part. the important stuff in life. And this this God stuff, oh, that's past that'll that. will take
1: care of itself. Yeah, yeah, God that, is love that, and that'll take that care of itself. just for Sunday. <laughs> back to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday.
0: We're going to get back to the... So that's what we got to get to the world. Yeah, remember the lust of the eye. And that's what the scripture means. Don't be conformed to this world. He says, but... On the contrary, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then he said something else, that you may prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is.
1: You know, and it's funny because that, that we're talking about this because there are people and I've, I've known people who say, yeah, now, now church is over. I got to get back to the real world.
0: Right, well, the the real world is, for us,
1: it should be the kingdom. Right, but to to many people, the real world
0: is the world. Like the scripture said, Jesus said said somewhere, you have not so learned Christ. So you have, remember, I've been crucified with Christ Jesus. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I live in the flesh, I now live by faith in the Son of Man who loved me and gave himself for me. Scripture says because he died for us, we ought to live for him. Not just on Sundays, that's every day. And and here's the thing.
1: See, that's the real world. Here's
0: the thing, Richard, though. It's a good life. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Oh, I thought Christians were always sad. No, these same people that we're referring to, they're, they're not experiencing life and life more abundantly because they're still conformed to the world. You need to be conformed or transformed into the kingdom. The scripture says in Colossians, we've been transformed translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Then he referred to it as the kingdom of light. And he the wants kingdom. to
1: give us joy. Right. He wants to give us
0: peace. In the face of everything that's going
1: on in the world, in the face of everything that's Man. going on you in can... our own life, he wants to give us joy and peace and patience. You know, the next thing he says, he wants to give us his self-control. I have two daughters. They're both teachers. Um, one teaches high school, one taught high school, but she went to junior high this year. And I said, be ready, because those seventh grade boys – 7th and 8th grade boys have no (laughs) self-control at all. I mean, they don't even know what that concept is. And I told her, man, they ought to be frozen or exiled (laughs) until they get a little older. Because they have no self-control. They're just, man, it's almost like even when they're not moving, they're quivering. And they're just ready to go off at any second. And then somehow or another, we grow up and we mature. And we look back and I look at 12-year-old boys and I say, I couldn't have possibly been like that. And then I realized, well, you know oh, yeah, what? I was. The scripture
0: talks about us in Ephesians 4 about that, not being tossed and fro as children right. with See, everywhere in the doctrine. And,
1: and we look at those 12 year old boys and 13 year old boys and we recognize in them no self control. But you know what? The average Christian is a lot like a 12 or 13 year old boy. We have no self control. <laughs> We're bouncing here, there, and everywhere. We're like that wave tossed by the wind to and fro that he, James talks about. Our minds over here on that, and our minds over there on that. Well, and that's why. We're doing why, this and we're doing you that. You know
0: what? That's why, you know what? When you get born again, your best bet is to be a student of the scriptures. Learn. The scripture says over in Ephesians 5, I'm right here too. It says, Therefore, that's 5 uh, 17. It says, Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And just before that, it says, See then that you walk circumspectly not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the times because the days are evil. So God doesn't want us to be unwise. But again, like I say, it's to our benefit as believers to study and find out what the will of the Lord is. See, and
1: God's not going to make anybody do that. God's not going to
0: hit your free you on will. the
1: head and make you read his word. He's not going to make you spend time with him in prayer. He's not going to make you. That's why we need self-control well, that's because why nobody's going to make me do it. I need to do it myself.
0: And that's why the word said he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It didn't say he's a rewarder of those he com- commands or makes him seek him. He wants you. He does never want to violate your free will. He wants you to come to him willingly and learn. He says, come and learn of me. Jesus said, come and learn of me for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. So, It's to our benefit to learn uh, about this new government or this new kingdom that we're in when we got born again. It's the kingdom of God. And again, it operates totally different than this world system that we're living in. And we're here to advance the kingdom. And over in Mark 16, let's go there real quick. Look what he said in Mark 16. And he's still talking about the kingdom. And this is Jesus. Mark chapter 16. Let me get there real quick. Mark chapter 16. He's talking about the kingdom. Look what he says here. 16, 16, 15. And he said to them, that's Jesus go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes again, who, who he who believes it, it, and is baptized will be saved. But he who does, it, he'll be condemned. What I wanted to get to, uh, it was one version that says in this gospel of the kingdom, shall be preached as a witness and as a demonstration. I I believe that's in the Matthew's version. But he says this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to the... Oh, that was in 25 when he says, when you see wars and rumors of wars, see, don't be afraid. for All these things must happen, but the end is not yet near. He said, but the end is going to come. It's not going to come until the gospel of the kingdom of God is preached. God wants to make sure everybody knows about this kingdom, and he wants to make sure everybody has an opportunity to be a part of the kingdom. Remember, God so loved the world. He don't want anybody to perish. And then over in Acts, real quick, it says...
1: If God had his way, everybody would be saved.
0: Uh Yeah, yeah, that's his desire. But he
1: gives us free will so Uh that we can make a choice.
0: But one more scripture before we leave. Acts chapter 1, verse 1. The former account I made, O Theopolis, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. This is a Luke writing this. Until the day in which he was taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Now, this is after Jesus' uh. Resurrection. He appeared back to the disciples talking to them again about things pertaining to the kingdom. So well, uh, there's a lot of things that pertain to the kingdom. And again, us as God's children, we have to learn those things that pertain to the kingdom of God. Well, it's time for us to go. You know, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of word. And we just want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. <laughs> If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.